0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. One thing which sets the Christian faith, the one true faith apart from other religions is the sense of mystery. And in the practice of Christianity within the Holy Roman Catholic Church, there are many mysteries. We think of the decades of the rosary. We also have incense and bells and other things which add to a sense of mystery to the liturgy. Today we celebrate the greatest mystery ever known to mankind. That is the mystery of the one triune God. One God, three persons. A God who has existed for all time. A God who has no beginning, no end. God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving. In seminary, the course which we learned about the Holy Trinity was called the Mystery of the Living God. The Mystery of the Living of the living God. And in that course, we answered or tried to answer many questions such as, how can God exist without being created? How can the Son of God have always existed, yet be born in time? How can God know what we are going to do before we do it without influencing our free will? How can the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father and the Son when the Son was conceived By the Holy Spirit? How were we created in the image and likeness of this triune God? St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that the more one comes to know about God, the more they'll realize just how much they don't know. And vice versa. If somebody says, if somebody thinks that they understand God, then in reality, they know nothing about God. Human beings have an innate desire to seek out this mysterious God and to know him. Every known civilization and culture that that has existed on this planet has had some elements of religion, which is seeking out this mysterious God. We can also see this innate desire in our heart for, for mystery in other parts of our lives. We we think of the, the countless TV shows and, and the books and the movies, which revolve around mystery. Just think of your favorite show or your favorite book. There is some sense of mystery in there. We also see this in, in science, such as space or underwater exploration. We also have the sense of mystery in relationships. One of Thing which helps people to be attracted to another person is that sense of mystery. There's something about that person you don't know, and you want to find out more about that person. So that's attracting you to that person because you want to know more about that person. So one would think that, since we have this innate desire for mystery, we would be interested in discovering the great mystery of the Holy Trinity. But instead, I think that many people prefer to satisfy the sense of mystery with worldly mysteries instead. And I often think, I often ask myself the question, why is this? Why are we so averse to thinking about and entering into the mystery of the living God, but we're, we like to enter into the mysteries of this world? Maybe it's because they can be solved or explained. It's, it's really interesting because solving a mystery solving a mystery actually makes that desire to know that mystery go away you know once it's solved once you figured it out you move on to something else that's why there's so many books and, and tv shows and movies about mysteries because once it's solved the person just wants to go to the next once a scientist discovers a mystery, a particular mystery, something unknown about nature, once it's explained, that scientist is going to go on to the next mystery to solve or explain. And if a couple does not build their relationship on core principles, values, and true love, then when that sense of mystery is gone, things are going to get a little rough. All of us here, I think, can relate to that sense of mystery, that desire to know about that mystery going away once it's resolved. I remember in November of 2003, I had an opportunity to meet Pope John Paul II. It's a very long story leading up to how this happened, but I'll fast forward up to how I got I got to the Bronze Gates. Incredible story leading up to it, but I met the Bronze Gates at uh, Saint Peter's Square, there's about a dozen of us, and we're waiting. And then we are finally led up the staircase into this very large courtyard, and entered through this door. As soon as we entered through this door, I, I uh, we got on an elevator, went up a few floors, and I was I was wondering, is you know, is John Paul II going to be in in the room right after we exit the elevator? And no, we got off the elevator, we went down the hall into this very big room. And I was wondering, is he going to be in this room? And he wasn't there. And then we went down another hallway into this series of seven or eight, maybe nine different rooms. And every time that the next door opened, every time that next door opened, I was wondering, is is Pope John Paul II going to be behind that door? Until finally, until finally, one of the doors was opened and and we entered into a, a medium sized room. And there's Pope John Paul II was able to meet him. Incredible sense of mystery and excitement uh, leading up to that meeting as we're walking through the hallways and the rooms of that papal palace. The following April, I had another opportunity to meet Pope John Paul II. The military bishops were conducting their ad Lumina visits in Rome. Every five years, uh, every bishop in the world will meet uh, briefly with the Holy Father. And uh, it was time for the military bishops to meet, and every one, each of the military bishops could bring one visitor with them. And so Archbishop O'Brien, now Cardinal O'Brien, who was the AMS uh, Archbishop at the time, he asked me to go with him. And so we started at at the bronze doors, went up a stairway, into a courtyard, through a door, into an elevator, up a few floors, into a hallway, into a big room into a series of seven or eight or nine small rooms. And it was exciting, don't get me wrong, it was exciting. But there was something different that time. Because I had a very good idea of which room John Paul II was going to be in. I was pretty certain he wasn't going to be in in the hallway or in these these first couple of rooms which we went in. And sure enough, I was right. So it was amazing to meet a saint, St. John Paul II. Um, but that second time, it was, it was different. There was, that sense of mystery was gone. And because of that, uh, the, that sense of excitement, it was just different. Why do people prefer worldly mysteries to the mysteries of our faith? I think it's because people can control or think they can control worldly mysteries. They ultimately have Resolution. And many people are uncomfortable with not being in control or not being able to fully understand something. We see this in our society. It's it's associated with weakness. It's especially associated with with weakness in the military. You know, we're in a problem-solving organization. We need need information. We need to know what's going to happen. We're trying to gather information and and to, to understand what's going to happen. And it's seen as a weakness if we don't know. So if we do try to solve the mysteries of God though, we're going to become frustrated and or maybe even mistakenly proud that we have solved it only to move on to another mystery. But the mysteries of faith, they require humility, dependence on God, acknowledgement of our weakness, which our ego really wants nothing to do with. But this is exactly how contemplating the mysteries of God Brings us closer to Him. In the mysteries of God, we recognize the unfathomable power and love and majesty of God, and just how little we can do on our own. This happens not when we try to solve or control the mystery of God, but when we appreciate and respect this mystery of God. Because ultimately, we can never solve the mystery of the Trinity. Or any other mystery of God. Unlike other mysteries, these mysteries of God are not meant to be resolved. But instead appreciated and embraced. So instead of trying to rationalize, how is there one God, one substance, yet three persons in that one God? Instead of trying to rationalize it, I appreciate it. Instead of trying to determine why God answers some of my prayers and others it seems that he's not, I embrace it. Instead of questioning why God allows certain things to happen in our life, we trust him. And this will increase our desire to know and to love him. So how can we restore this sense of mystery in our faith? Well, the Mass, I think, is the perfect way. It's often referred to as the sacred mysteries. We hear this in the very beginning of Mass. And in the sense of mystery in the Holy Mass, it can make us more aware of the presence of the supernatural in our life. You know, we think, just think about this. We gather as the mystical body of Christ. It's a great mystery. This body of Christ, Christ Christ's head in heaven, which we celebrated last week and right before Pentecost but we are members of his body still here on this earth. So we're in the mystical body of Christ. A beautiful mystery. Another mystery, the scriptures which we hear at every Mass, they're written down by human beings, but God is the source, the inspiration, and the author. Another mystery, when we sing the Sanctus, 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 there's choirs of angels and saints singing that with us. And in the Eucharist, we're not just remembering the passion and death and resurrection of our Lord, but the Holy Spirit is drawing us into those moments, into those events, so that we're actually there, participating in them. Another incredible mystery, how simple bread and wine become God in the hands of the priest, at the command of the priest. The recent emphasis this past decade on the, on the Tridentine Rite, the, the Latin Mass, the extraordinary form, it restores a sense of mystery, restores a sense of the sacred to the liturgy. We also encounter and experience this mystery of God in, in reading scripture and praying the rosary. And growing in appreciation of this mystery of God, the mystery of the Holy Trinity will also have practical consequences in our life. We'll have greater humility, a deeper trust in God's plan for us, also a heightened sense of the sacred at Holy Mass and a greater reverence for God at Mass and a much better prayer life. So like worldly mysteries, just like worldly mysteries, our desire will grow as we experience this mystery. But unlike worldly mysteries, which ultimately can be solved or or known or have an end, the mysteries of God, they're, they're unfathomable. We all have this innate desire, this innate desire for mystery. The question is, how am I going to satisfy this desire? Am I going to waste this desire on worldly mysteries? Or will I desire the unfathomable mysteries of God? The mystery of the Holy Trinity. The mystery of the living God. Praise be Jesus Christ.